Hello all, this is your host Steve Perry as always. I just wanted to give a quick apology um, for last week that we didn't get an episode out. This episode that you're about to listen to was actually recorded last week, but unfortunately due to using new technology, we weren't able to get it online. With that said, um, I hope that you guys enjoy this episode and here we go. What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Steve Perry, Newman Campus Minister at Case CIA and CIM, and you have just tuned in to Case Catholic Radio. Now, you guys might have noticed that my voice sounds a little bit different today. A little bit clearer, maybe a little bit louder, and that's because I have taken the huge, groundbreaking, and tremendously courageous step of buying a podcasting microphone. Now, don't ever tell me that I never did anything for you. Now, because I'm using a microphone in my computer now, rather than my phone, which is what I was using before, you might start to notice minor changes in the podcast over the, over the next little while. Changes maybe to our intro and to our transition music, to the soft music which plays into my voice during our intros and outros, that sort of stuff. So, for those of you who don't like change, consider this your warning. All right. So it's been a couple of weeks since we've talked about a topic rather than a scripture passage, and so that's what I want to do today. And when I thought about the topic that I wanted to talk about, it sprang to mind almost immediately, because it's something that I realized I've been struggling with for a long time without even realizing it. It's a consequential misunderstanding of a virtue that has for a long time affected the way that I look at myself. And the reason I'm going to share this with you is not only because you are 60 of my closest friends, but because I think some of you might be affected by this same misunderstanding as well. So what we're going to do today is talk about the difference between true and false humility. Now, it's no secret that we, as Catholics, regard humility as one of the key virtues to human life. A lot of you might know that St. Augustine, one of the most influential of the early church fathers, regarded its foil, pride, as the root cause of all sin. So, for Augustine, you might say that being perfectly humble would lead to a life nearly or maybe even entirely without sin. So it goes without saying that getting humility right is a huge part of the Christian life. Well then, how can somebody get humility wrong? What did I mean when I said false humility earlier? Well, when you hear that term for the first time, you might think of someone with false humility as someone who outwardly deflects compliments, declines praise, and denies admiration, but inwardly thinks the world of herself and believes she deserves more adulation even than she's gotten. And that would make sense why that would be your first instinct, right? If you're pretending to be humble, it makes sense to call that a false humility. I would argue that that's not false humility at all. As a matter of fact, it's not any sort of humility. In my estimation, that is just pride through and through. Not only does this hypothetical person 
imagine herself more venerable than perhaps she is, but she puts on a facade of humility for no other reason than appearing humble will make her all the more admired. So when I talk about false humility, I'm talking about something totally different than this. In my case, as I was struggling with this, and and honestly continue to do so, it is actually quite the opposite. You see, false humility is always born out of an attempt to genuinely be humble, not just to see humble, seem humble, I should say. And this is what it looked like for me. For a long time, whenever somebody would pay me a compliment, voice admiration for me about something that actually mattered to me, whether it was about my intelligence, my prayerfulness, the way that I care for people, on the outside, I would graciously accept the compliment. But on the inside, I would kind of say to myself, if you knew me the way that I do, you wouldn't believe that. Was that true? No, absolutely not. But I was trying so hard to not think highly of myself, because that's what I thought humility was, that as a consequence, I began to think very little of myself. And when I realized this literally just like a week ago, it occurred to me that false humility is just another word for low self-esteem. So if humility is not just simply thinking low of yourself, what is it actually? I like to think of humility as the center of a spectrum between pride and this false humility that we've been talking about today. If pride is the belief that you are more than you are, and false humility is a failure to recognize just how good you are, then true humility falls in the middle. In truth, friends, Humility is the genuine recognition of who you are before God and before your fellow man. It is seeing yourself truly the way that God sees you, as a beloved child of his intended to be a gift to your slice of the world. Someone who imperfectly fills that role as gift as he or she journeys to perfection. But if humility is the center of the spectrum, Why have so many of us learned that humbling yourself simply meant to think less highly of yourself? Well, I think that's because more often than not, that's the direction that individuals in our society need to trend. For some of us, probably the majority, growing in humility does mean growing to recognize that we might not belong as high on the totem pole as we have placed ourselves. I think that part we all knew. What we might not have known is that for others, among which I believe I'm included and probably a lot of you too who are listening to a podcast like this, growing in humility means coming to think more of ourselves. Because by the grace of God, we are greater bearers of his likeness than we have allowed ourselves to believe. So to close off, I want to do just a little bit of a thought experiment with you guys. I want you to imagine that you're in adoration and just like a good Catholic, you're at least five rows back from the front as you pray before the blessed sacrament. And you notice that right in front of the monstrance, there are three people kneeling, bowed so low that their foreheads are touching the ground, a posture of deep self-offering. 
Now imagine, in a moment, you are flooded with this profound, intimate understanding of each of their hearts, each of their interior lives, and you find that, although their posture before the Eucharist is the same, they are very different. The gentleman on the left thinks he has uttered dirt. He believes that he has made a waste of his life thus far, not caring nearly enough for the people in his life, and that he has nothing of value to offer Christ. The gentleman on the right, by contrast, sees himself as the perfection of Christian life. He gives 10% of what he earns to the church. He hasn't missed a Sunday Mass in his whole adult life. And every summer, he goes on a two-week mission trip to serve a community in need. Knowing all this about himself, while in his body he's bowed down with his forehead to the ground, in his heart, he is standing with his chin held high, looking Christ eye to eye. The lady in the middle is different from both of them. She has no delusions, no delusion of perfection, and no delusion of worthlessness. She knows that she is an imperfect but deeply blessed and gifted daughter of God with an irremovable dignity that is bestowed on her without cost by her God. She knows that she has ways in which she needs to grow, but she knows that she has honored God in much that she has done in her life. Most of all, she knows without doubt that God loves precisely who she is now, and so she does too. Now, you snap back into your own mind and you're looking at them again from your seat in the pews. Each still in this posture of self-offering bowed to the ground. Which of these offerings, these self-offerings, do you think is most pleasing to God? The one who thinks he's offering dirt? The one who thinks he's doing God a favor? Or the one who, knowing her virtues, her faults, and most of all, her profound dignity and worth, offers all of herself? To me, the answer is clear. So as we wrap up here, we wanted to give a little amendment to the definition that we gave it from a little earlier. We thought it would be better to define it as the genuine recognition of who you are before God, your fellow man, and woman. Hashtag gender inclusivity. All right, so if we're being honest, I wanted to include that joke as we were going, but I also didn't want to break the momentum we had going on a serious topic with one of my stupid jokes. So there you go. Anyway, that's our podcast for the day. As always, some news for our listeners who are listening to this within a day or so of it being published. For tomorrow's Newman Night, we're going to be talking about faith and the five love languages, something you might have heard of but might not know about in depth. So what we're going to be talking about is how knowing how to love one another and how we are loved can affect our relationships with other people and even our relationship with Christ. If you aren't sick of hearing my voice yet, even in this crisp new microphone, then come on by tomorrow to Holy Rosary at 615. Until next time, y'all.
Remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Peace.